Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to touch on tempo. So in terms of tempo, tempo is basically the control you have during the exercise. The speed of each part of the rep is your exercise tempo. And in terms of why tempo is important, it will affect the the effectiveness of an exercise. As well as that, it will arguably affect how safe the exercise is to perform in the gym. Uh, And what I mean by that is, if let's say you pick any exercise, pick let's say a leg press is a good example. If from the top you have no control on the way down, and you let you don't even try and control it at the bottom, you let it bounce your your knees off your chest at the bottom, and then you start driving up afterwards. How do you think that's going to feel on your knees? Probably not the best. And once you get stronger and stronger over time, your knees are probably going to give out before your quads do. And you're probably not going to have a good time in terms of dealing with knee pain for sure. So it's basically important for the effectiveness of the exercise and also the safety. And in terms of how it affects the effectiveness going through, let's say, our, like our controlled tempo is if you think about like our controlled concentric so a concentric is basically when we are going up so when a muscle shortens so if you think about going up on a squat or let's say pulling down on a lap pull down or driving your heels up or backing up or it depends if you're doing a line hamstring curl or basically when our legs bending during a hamstring curl that is basically the concentric phase another example is when you're driving up on a bench press so on, let's say, a hamstring curl or a lat pull-down, they're two great examples. If you're trying to target your lats, if anyone's ever tried to keep the weight on their lats or they're trying to just isolate their lats, if, let's say, you just throw the weight or use a ton of momentum, it's really hard to keep the weight on your lat at all times and ensure your lat is doing the work. So if, let's say, you're doing a lat pull-down and you explode from the top or you explode up on a hamstring curl, are you actually taking the movement through a large range of motion with your hamstring or with your lats or is momentum doing it? What I mean by that is like maybe the first half of the rep, first three quarters, you're using your lat or your hamstring. But after that, it's probably acceleration just continuing the movement and making you get to the end of the rep. For example, like if a good example of why is let's take pushing a car for example when we are starting when we are starting to push a car if you've ever had to jump start a car or help push a car for whatever reason if you've ever had to do so it's really hard to get moving it's quite difficult to get moving but once you've got momentum once you have started getting it moving then it's easier to keep it moving the same applies for exercises when you're changing direction it's really hard to change direction and start the movement but if let's say you're already accelerating really fast and then you want to go and let's say finish it like if you're pushing a car let's say you're pushing a car down the street and you go really really fast half the way down the street and then you just stop pushing the car and then the car keeps going that's like your muscle Or that's like when you're doing exercise. You might be only pushing the car halfway the way through, but it will keep travelling. And the same as when you're doing an exercise. So if you 
let's say, are doing a hamstring curl and you explode up and go as hard as you can out the bottom position, then your hamstring might not actually be getting it to the top. It might just be momentum and your hamstring might be doing very little of the work. So that is basically the times when you want to have a controlled concentric or a controlled, uh, like, or controlled, like, drive up on the movement, if that makes sense. During, let's say, when you are... Like a concentric, like I said, when you're going up in a hamstring curl or pulling down a lap pull down, when a muscle shortens, uh, or like going up on a squat or a bench press. And certain scenarios, you want to basically control it more than others. For example, when you're doing a bench press, I wouldn't say you need to stress as much about making sure you're controlling the concentric and making it intentionally slow. I'd just say drive up as fast as you can. Same applies with a squat. But on examples like a hamstring curl, just when we're trying to isolate a muscle and keep the load on our target muscle, it's going to be beneficial to have a controlled concentric. We basically want to only go as fast as we can while keeping the load on the target muscle. Uh, because if we're exploding, let's say, uh, yeah, exploding up on any movement, let's say you're doing a row or a pull down, it's really hard to keep the weight on, let's say, a one small muscle group that you're trying to focus on. Uh, for example, see if I told you to to do, yeah, oh, I'll, let's say a row. A row is a good example, but only use your lats, which is a muscle that basically runs under your armpit uh, or that flares out under your armpit. If I say try and keep that on, on at all times and only use that while moving as fast as you possibly can, it's really hard to do both at the same time. So a good example is think about throwing or sprinting. You don't think during the movement, you don't think while you're sprinting much, you don't think while you're throwing much, you think before and after. It's hard to focus on, let's say, technique while also doing it as dynamically as you can. Like if you ask a sprinter, when do they focus on technique? It's probably not when they're moving as fast as you can. It's probably when they are like doing practices, when they're drilling technique. So in that case, it is potentially good to have a controlled concentric sometimes on isolation exercises where you're trying to keep the weight on a target muscle or if you struggle connect to a target muscle. Only move as fast as you can while keeping the load on the desired muscle. And when we are, let's say, doing an eccentric, so a lowering phase, if we're not controlling it, half the rep could potentially be just gone. And uh, what I mean by that is, when we are doing a rep, half the rep is the way up, half the rep is the way down. So we're missing out on half the rep. We're kind of under-training our muscle for half the movement if we're not controlling the way down. And we know we're also stronger on the eccentric. So what that will basically mean is we're not going to, let's say, have poorer performance massively from having a like poor eccentric. Uh, sorry, we're not going to have much poorer performance from controlling the eccentric. We're probably going to still perform relatively well. Yes, we might not be strong or get as much reps, but muscle growth happens when we are doing the eccentric portion of the movement. It's shown to be a really important part of the rep to basically build muscle. And in terms of if we're not doing that, that's half the rep we're basically skimping out on, we're missing out on, which is not ideal. And in terms of how it affects the safety of a movement, if we're controlling lowering phases, it plays a big part in keeping joints healthy and our injury risk basically lower. And the reason being is the idea of inertia. So inertia is basically the idea that a movement will continue its current motion until a force or something causes its speed or direction to change. 
And what I mean by that is, let's say, let's take the car example again. So if, let's say, we start pushing a car, it's hard to get going. But once we've got it going, we're pushing it as fast as we can. And from there, once we're pushing it as fast as we can, see, to stop it, you're going to have to, like, it's going to either gradually stop over time or we're going to have to slow it down and stop it. And see if, let's say, you you push the car as fast as you can and then someone's at the other side of the car to stop it. It's just the one person and they're just standing there trying to brace and prepare for the impact of that car. It's probably going to absolutely batter them. They're probably going to get hit by it, get injured. They're going to be on the deck, probably crying. Uh, and what, what I'm basically trying to say is if, unless we intentionally slow movements down, unless, let's say, you gradually slow movement down, you will basically, something's going to have to change that direction and it's going to be your muscle and your joint at the end of the range of motion unless it's controlled throughout. So if, let's say, we accelerate, we're, something's going to have to slow it and if it's not, if we're not doing a really slow controlled movement, then there's going to be a lot of stress on our tendons, ligaments and our joints at the bottom of the movement. Just like there's probably going to be a lot of stress on you if you don't gradually control the car to a halt and instead you just stand in front of it and let smack you to stop it so i hope that analogy makes sense but basically we want to control it so that we're not having all that load bang on our joints and also if let's say we're doing a movement let's say we're doing a squat if we're squatting 100 kilograms we might actually be squatting we might be experiencing more load than 100 kilograms during the movement and the reason being is again acceleration or inertia so what i mean by that is when we are loading down on a squat if we've got 100 kilograms if we just drop it as fast as we can and then just stop instantly then we will basically have more than 100 kilograms experienced on our on our joints on our body on our muscles because of acceleration we need to slow that down because the weight's acting against gravity and uh, so, yeah, acceleration basically increases load placed on a muscle and joint. So we want to think about having control. A good example of like acceleration making a difference is if we jump on a scale and then land on it, you're not going to weigh what you currently weigh. You're going to weigh what you currently weigh plus additional weight from the acceleration of landing on the scale. And that's a good example. And that acceleration is basically going to be experienced on our joints during the movement. And pausing can also help with this because when we pause, it will basically mean we're not having a suddenly uh, or not having a sudden a change of direction during movements. And uh, yeah, controlling and pausing movements will basically mean less load exposure while still training to failure and less stress on the target tissue and also less repetitive stress as well. And so if you think about it, if we are like pausing a movement and controlling it but we're still reaching failure then we know to build muscle what matters most is progressing over time and training close to failure so if let's say we're still reaching failure and we can still progress our movements and get stronger at them over time with a controlled loading phase with a pause it means there's going to be less stress on our target or less stress on our joints while still getting results which is why we want to control the loading phase of movements uh, and as well as that, so we can just keep the load on our muscles, like I said. In terms of when to pause movements, so when you're pausing movements, it's, it's typically good to just control the changes of direction of movements, just to ensure your muscles controlling it there. 
like I said, see if you're doing a hamstring curl uh, and you are, let's say you're throwing it up and you're spending no time at the top, you're not controlling the lowering phase, then your hamstring's barely doing any work at the top because you're probably just using your hamstring at the bottom of it to do most of the work and then it's just bouncing out the top and then you're controlling the bottom of the loading phase. So to ensure your muscles actually doing the work, it can be a good idea to pause at each end of the rep. Uh, and it just means our movements will always be pretty controlled if we are pausing movements. And yeah, so it just ensures your muscles doing the work. And it can help keep it on the target muscle as well. For example, if let's say we are doing a row, like uh, or let's say we're trying to target our lats during a pull down or row again. If we aren't, let's say, pausing it, it can be really hard to keep the weight on the muscle, especially if you don't connect with a muscle easily. So uh, just any other movement, typically if you pause it, it's going to mean it's easier to just keep the load on the muscle. Try it yourself. Try doing a movement, let's say, a bicep curl, not controlling it at all, not spending a second at each end of the rep, and it's going to be much harder to stop other muscle groups from being involved in the movement. Another example of when we might want to pause is when we're experiencing pain. And the reason being is pausing can help with load reduction and also minimise like inertia or stress on our joints when we are changing direction. And a good example of this is let's say when we are doing a let's say a squat. If we are pausing at the bottom of a squat, it means one our muscle will definitely be doing the work driving us out the hole and not other tissues, which means our tendons and ligaments won't be driving us out the bottom of a squat. As well as that, if we pause at the bottom of the squat, it's going to mean there's less stress on our joints from changing direction. So our muscles going to be working probably more effectively as well as we are probably going to have less joint issues. And another, another time where you might want to pause movements is... If there's a benefit of that movement and that part of the range of motion. For example, a leg extension. A leg extension is the only movement we can load our leg when it's straight. Where we can load our quad when our leg is straight. And if you think about any other time in the gym, you can't really do that on any other movement. Squats, leg presses, lunges, they all load your quad where your leg's fully bent. Not when your leg's fully straight. So to get the most out of that movement, it makes sense spending a bit of time in that position where your leg's fairly straight to get the most benefit from that exercise and to get the most value from it. The same can, can apply on other movements. For example, if you are doing, let's say, a leg curl. A leg curl is the only time where you can pause when your leg's fully bent, really. During, let's say, a straight leg deadlift, we don't do that. We don't have the ability to pause and squeeze our hamstring and spend time there so it makes sense doing so when we are doing a hamstring curl just to ensure we're getting the most out of that exercise and we're utilizing it for the benefit it has and we could maybe do the same on let's say a tricep extension if there's still tension on it at the bottom which usually is if we're using a cable then it makes sense to contract and squeeze your tricep and spend time there so that we are basically getting the most out of that movement the same applies if let's say we're doing uh let's say we're doing a close grip bench press to target our triceps or a dip to target our triceps. Where's that loading our tricep the most? It's loading our tricep the most when our arms fully bent at the bottom, when our triceps in the stretch position. So it makes sense if the benefit of that exercise is spending time in the stretch or is loading our tricep in the stretch position, does it not make sense to spend time there to maximize it? 
<clears throat> in my opinion, it does. Especially when you've not, let's say, got a lot of sets in your session or in your week for a certain body part, you really want to make sure you're making the most of them and make sure the right muscle's doing the work, which can be done by pausing movements. Uh, and basically thinking, is there a benefit of being in a certain position? If so, it makes sense to spend time there. And it, and it can basically increase the perceived quality of the set as well. And as I touched on in the previous episode, on uh, when I was touching on like a stimulus versus fatigue, basically how much stress you get on your target muscle for how much fatigue you get on your central nervous system, if we're pausing movements, we're probably going to increase how much stimulus we can get and less fatigue because we will be able to keep the load on the right muscle, we'll be able to most likely reduce load from having better control, which it is fun using more weight, but it's also more fun making progress. So that should be the priority at the end of the day if you want to maximise things. Uh, so adding a pause can help you do so. So yeah, that's basically why tempo is important. Quick recap, it affects the effectiveness of a movement and the safety of a movement. In terms of what tempo I recommend using, a controlled eccentric, sorry, con yeah, a controlled eccentric, so the lowering phase should be mostly around 2-3 to three seconds most of the time, and then uh, explosive concentric, but there's some examples where you want to not be too explosive on the way up just to keep the load on the target muscle during things when let's say other muscles could potentially take over you might want to be intentionally slow so that we can use that muscle that we're trying to use through the full range and it's also good to pause movements when we see value in being in a certain position for example if you're doing a leg extension makes sense spend time at the top because it's the only time you can do so or let's say you've got a leg press at your gym where you can get a ton of bend at the knee and you can get a ridiculous amount of knee flexion and we can be in a really really deep stretch for our quad it feels great on our quads it feels super effective it makes sense being nice and controlled in that position maybe even pausing there so hope you've enjoyed the episode thank you very much for listening if you did feel free to like share subscribe leave it on your story and uh, drop me a rating and review uh, the support of the podcast is greatly appreciated as always and uh, if you have any like i said topics you want to see please feel free to just let me know